I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. California Ghetto's Dead Unforgettable is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion, and Jade King. This week, finally, I am back. We've got Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and WWE 2K24. But first, how are we doing, folks? Jade, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm not too bad. Nursing, what I think is a flu, but I'm staying alive, ready for more video games. I will refuse to play Suicide Squad until it's way cheaper because I'm <laughs> fair. <laughs> we'll talk about that as the podcast goes on. Chris, what ails you this week? Everything, mate. I'm shattered. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, Life. For people watching the video version of the podcast, I'm currently in my bedroom um, because my games room is is out of action. The living room's out of action. His wife's kicked about the game. I know, but that's why it's, I'm holding the microphone in front of my face like a football pundit because I don't have anything like here. Um, it's just the, the, my, my kitchen is being in the process of being completely redone. So if you walk in there now, it's just like it, destruction all over the place. If you see if you stand in my kitchen and look out the window, all you can see is like a wire fence and the skeleton of Sarah Connor grabbing on it. There's nowhere in my house to talk about video games. It's <laughs> stuck in a bedroom like a like a troll. Um, because trolls famously live in bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so so it's it's not been the it's not been the least stressful week, but and still alive. I, yeah, still alive, still kicking for now. Um, just to to play into this, Chris, what do you think of Brendan Rodgers' uh, options at centre back for the remainder of the season? Limited at best. Limited. Yeah. Um, that's well. Well, to be fair, there's only there's still um what seven hours to go in the transfer window at the time of recording this so i'm sure yep. when, i'm sure once people hear this podcast which was recorded the day before it goes out um <laughs> we'll we'll look silly at the 12 defenders we bring in at the last minute we certainly will speaking of point of order is currently wednesday evening at around quarter past five therefore there will be no state of play chat on this show because it hasn't happened yet later tonight the state of play is going to happen we assume that it's going to be Rise of the Ronin, it's going to be Death Stranding 2, it's going to be all that kind of stuff. Um, just kind of tangentially on the, the 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 state of state of play, Jade, do you think it's weird that they have this distinction between a PlayStation showcase and a state of play, where the PlayStation showcase is like, we're going to show you the proper games here, state of play is like a marketing exercise? I, yeah. I do kind of feel bad for the games they put on there because they almost preface it. It's like, oh, this one's going to be a bit shitter compared yeah. to the big one. So people are like, oh, what games are on here? But it, it's just a case of like Xbox and Sony are still trying to copy what Nintendo Direct does and they're still not really sure what that is. Yeah. But they said this one's like, what, 40 minutes? But it, is it first party or is it just like a mix? I, th- I think, I think it's, a it's a mixture. Yeah. Okay. Because Sony's first party is a bit bloody weak this year anyway, so what would they have to put on a proper one? Nothing. They haven't shown us anything, have they? It concerns (laughs) me because the rumours are like, it'll be like 15 games. I don't know if that's confirmed or just rumoured at this point. But if that's the case and there's 40 minutes, 
Like that's yeah. that's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> like thirty-eight minutes cover. of Death Stranding too. Exactly. So they'll drum in the other fourteen in a two-minute like montage, and it'll just be a nightmare to write. Look how silly we'll look when people are listening to this and saying it was the greatest ever. They they announced the the hottest and brightest. They announced Vib the Ribbon last two. of us. Part four. Oh, don't, don't, don't you fucking talk about Vib Ribbon in this podcast. We, we. <laughs> Vib Ribbon is heroic. What God a game. Rest them. God rest them. Speaking of God rest it. A new DSX game has been reportedly cancelled amid layoffs at Eidos Montreal. The worst period for game developers and my kind of living memory continues. According to Bloomberg, um, over 100 developers were laid off. This was also confirmed by Eidos Montreal. Uh, a DSX reboot that they were in the process of making has been cancelled. Um, no prizes for guessing who uh, was holding the sword to chop these developers <laughs> up. It was your enemies and mine at the Embracer Group. Chris, um, how many times can I throw to you on this podcast and say, can you believe what's happening here? Um, I think I could take another six or seven, and then after that, I'll just be done. Yeah. Um, it's just a nut. It's just not. I mean, the Deus Ex isn't really a series I've been that interested in, so, um, but this, it, when things like this happen, it's really... Um, shit to just say well it's not a game i care about so therefore but so like, like loads more people are losing their jobs again yeah. it's like when is this going to stop but like, it, it, you get the feeling now that um everyone's jumping on the bandwagon now because like well let's let's all do our layoffs now because if we're part of a big enormous sea of layoffs maybe we won't look as bad and um, but everyone's everyone's coming out this really badly and it's it's just grim it it, it, it shows a uh remarkable lack of um a remarkable short-sightedness that, that clearly a lot of money was invested during covid when game like sales and and, and game kind of use rocketed up clearly because nobody had left their, was leaving their house um and then when covid ended all the numbers are going back down again and, and this is a consequence as lots of people are um losing their jobs and it's just it's just grim it's just I don't know. It's, it's going to get worse before it gets better because, like, um, as we record this, it's the end of January, and as we did a story last week, basically saying already in January alone we've, we're past halfway, uh, half the total number of layoffs in twenty twenty three as a whole. So twenty twenty four is going to be worse, basically. Yeah, um, it's it seems like a really bad kind of reflex from, as you say, how staffed up things got during the pandemic, how much money was flowing during the pandemic. Jade, is there a way to is there what what is the solution here i mean obviously the solution that we would want is executives and c-suite people accept less money but when that doesn't happen like how do we stop how do we stop this kind of mass exodus from the games industry because there's been a lot of conversation about how now if you've just lost your job in the games industry and you have 10 years experience there's there's like no jobs going so if you're a graduate like what are you supposed to do now i don't know like my niece is studying game design at the moment and something they talk to me all the time about is oh my god like what market am i walking into is there yeah. even a hope for the future of this industry in regards to like what will i be working on will i just be competing with too much competition and i think one of the big things with the layoffs we've seen in january people have said oh the covid bubble's bursting finally but while i think that plays a part in it it feels like so much bigger than that we're seeing all of these acquisitions that happened in the past few years really come to bite like Embracer and so on in the arse to the point where I feel like 
when like all of these properties were acquired, we were like, finally, we're going to get a new Deus Ex or we're going to get a, a better Tomb Raider and so on. And it's becoming abundantly clear that if it doesn't suit their bottom line, then they really don't care. And mm. I don't know, that scares me for the future of the games industry and how much talent is either being pushed away from video games or simply doesn't have a place where they can belong anymore. And considering that games are making more money than ever and they're more ambitious than ever, it kind of sucks to see the job market be as fraught as it is. And at least right now, it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. Yeah, it's 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 tangential, but like when when younger writers and stuff like that or people in uni ask me now, yeah. they're like, What's your advice to become a games journalist? Like don't yeah <laughs> like, go for something i was else. saying that at the time well, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you can you can write about games freelance and stuff like that. i hate to give him credit but sam white has great, consistently great advice about this like he has written yeah for gq and all these massive places and he's not done it full-time ever as far as i'm aware he's always done it as an aside to something else but yeah it's um it's a horrible situation um not to put that to one side but obviously the the kind of the newsworthy point from um the the dsx perspective uh those dsx reboots on the 360 i enjoyed them like i, th- I thought both of them were yeah, pretty decent yeah they were like okay m sims they were the h bomber guy chris Gullion's best friend h bomber guy has, <laughs> has an incredibly long video about uh human revolution that you should go and have a watch of but jade it feels like in an industry where the things that are making money are these big ips to to chuck away two years of work on a fairly big ip seems a bit a bit embracerish yeah because it feels like they want to cling on to that nostalgia and this big ip but maybe they're coming to realize oh maybe spending five plus years on a immersive sim in a relatively niche franchise probably isn't the best move because when i think back to mankind divided like it wasn't as warmly received as human revolution was but those fans of immersive sims still love it but ultimately it was like half of a game and then the franchise was put on ice and from what I read on this, it was in the works for two years and was on track to entering full production. So mm. are they just in a point now where they thought, oh, let's kill it now before we waste any more money and lay these people off or reallocate these resources? Because, I don't know, it's similar to like the games you see Arcane making now. Is it worth doing big budget immersive sims like this when the audience you're appealing to is never going to match like a big live service or anything like that? Yeah, it's like... um you. you... <sighs> it's it's honestly strange because when i saw that it was like oh two years of work it, it still doesn't click in my head that because these games take a decade now two years of work on something yeah. is like not a lot it's like oh well they've probably got quite a lot of, of stuff done we made now. a law bible it's in a google doc somewhere <laughs> <laughs> we've decided on a subhead for it um chris i think when this embracer saga is all said and done the trail of bodies from purely uh games that could have been perspective will be pretty unprecedented oh, what, what did you think when you it's heard grim. this it's grim and it's just it blows my mind that a company that big by all accounts and again we don't know the, the ins and outs of, of what of how this all can be but by all accounts so much of this is the consequence of one deal falling through um and this this alleged deal was it the saudis or something that they, they, they were apparently doing this big deal with and if, if you're running your business and hinging so much so many people's jobs and so many projects on one deal going through that's an enormous gamble and that's just an awful way to run a business um but yeah you're right it, it, it's it's going to be years and years and years before we get a full 
idea of all the stuff that's been abandoned as a result of this um the the, the kind of numerous games that could be brilliant with that could have been great with a bit of extra time but the problem is games are becoming so expensive to make um and although it seems like companies like embracer group have an endless pit of money they actually they clearly don't um and you pump so much money into a game but the more money you pump into a game the more copies it's got to sell when it comes out mm. and presumably they've thought well we've put so much money into dsx now that is this game going to shift 5 million copies or 10 million copies or, or something that enough to make it be considered a big success um and there's just very few franchises these days that can do that um so the the costs need to come down which is difficult to do in a in a um in an industry where the players constantly demand more detail and and bigger games and and stuff like that the the the, the budgets have to go up but there has to be a, a point where it hits a a peak and the budgets start coming down again because it's not workable just now you, 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 as as just now like games your game has to be a massive blockbuster success otherwise like the, the, it's a disaster it, it, mm. it can't be one or the other yeah it's, i mean you as you hear the stories of when those tomb raider games would come out and do well by any estimation and then square or like disaster absolute flops it sold nine million copies sod it mate <laughs> yeah. behind the shed like it's that kind of thing yeah no streams games can only sell like spider-man numbers or nothing there is there is nothing else um, and even spidey was like cutting the line on breaking even like yeah if you look at something like insomniac stuff yeah. yeah that's uh the amount of money spent on that game seems like ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> embezzlement anyway <laughs> yeah. story number two um the switch 2 will have an eight inch lcd screen according to an analyst um uh, omida analyst hiroshi hayase has, says the next console will be as the main reason why uh, shipments of amusement displays which mean you call screens uh, have been doubled in 2024 these are the donnies that are plugged in to the actual factories that are making these things so you imagine this is the this is the smoking gun. This is how it goes. I, for one, am annoyed but not surprised that we're going back to shitty LCD. Chris, as a man with an eight-inch LCD, if you know what I'm saying, how do you feel about this? Just trying to think of the acronym that LCD stands for, but we'll probably leave it there. <laughs> I, I can get the L, the C, but the, the D's. Um, the um, I, I don't mind. Like I, I, I obviously I prefer OLED screens to LED screens, uh, LCD screens, or whatever the hell it is. Um, but the uh, I. I don't think the difference is enormous enough that um, I'm, I'm not going to get a Switch 2 or whatever it ends up being called. Like, it, it's, it'll be disappointing. But, like, the first Steam Deck had a perfectly fine screen, I thought. Um, the first Switch, even, I thought the screen's, the screen's fine. Um, if that means an update a few years down the line, then so be it. But I would rather get a slightly cheaper system because if that was an OLED screen and an 8-inch screen and the current Switch OLED is 7-inch screen, Mm. And I'm reliably informed that one inch makes a lot of difference. Um, <laughs> so the, so the, 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 like an eight inch OLED would ramp that price up even further than it's probably already going to be. The, 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 the suggestions are already that it's going to cost at least $100 more than the Switch did at launch. And that's not with an OLED screen. So you can only imagine how much more that would be ramped up um, if it came out all singing and all dancing. So um, we'll My see. problem is I want the option. I mean, I yeah. don't pay. I don't pay for games, obviously. But I want the option that a theoretical Jordan would, because I would pay a hundred more quid for a better screen. Because the problem is, once you see uh, an OLED switch, my partner's got an original switch. You go back and you're like, 
Get this no, you're right. out of my eyes. I want to die here. The only counterpoint is the PSP, the PlayStation Portal, is an LCD screen, and that's nice. I think my main issue is the bezel. Like, you know how the, the bezel mm. on the, the, sw- the original mm. Switch screen, it's got these massive black bars. It's like you've got glaucoma. If it's, if it's a nice, if it's a tip-to-tip, 8-inch uh, LCD screen, it could be okay. Um, Jade, if, if given the option, would you would you go for the OLED version of the Switch 2 or are you just going to accept this LCD nonsense? I'd go OLED because I'm having played the Switch OLED primarily now. It is hard to go back. Yeah. But at the same time, I dock my Switch most of the time, so it's not the end of the world it being an LCD. So long as it's like backwards compatible and doesn't screw me over in terms of games and stuff, I guess I don't mind. But this just gives Nintendo that opportunity to go like a year down the line oh and here's the oled model if you fancy it and yeah because we're all dickheads we'll all buy that anyway oh back let, me, let me tell you i don't care if it's got a dot matrix screen i just want <laughs> nintendo to put achievements in the bloody thing me oh, and themes, themes for the, the bloody themes, user the themes as well but like integrate a game boy camera if you need to just just <laughs> put, give me my achievements i i so totally agree that the the switch 2 should have achievements the amount of the sound library that they have that they could choose as their achievement noise, like you know, it's going to be a banger. Oh, they could be different for yeah. each franchise as well. Exactly. Can you imagine, like it's it it could be something special. The so integrity like said, of them it, it, does not matter. You've just got. I just want to have a. I like having a roadmap of. I've finished this game. What are some suggested things I could go and do to like fill up this little bar? As much as I love the Switch, it is the least Nintendo system. Um, yeah. there, there's nothing fun about it when you switch it on, and I can understand maybe why because the Wii U was so bogged down with shenanigans that the thing took four <laughs> months to load up every time you turned it on. So I get it that this is a streamlined, quick way of loading everything. But imagine the stuff they could do with achievements that that could actually genuinely be more than just a running tally of of you know accomplishments. So they they could do so much kind of clever stuff with that. Um, whether it's like um unlocking things for for your front end or whatever it's like it's so to speak um <laughs> but yeah i, I think it's I, I would just love to see what they do with it because you know it wouldn't just be straightforward it would be something quite clever and yeah they're missing out in terms of in terms of multi-platform games as well the number of xbox games i buy instead of playstation purely because i started collecting achievements before i collected trophies and so given the choice between two identical games i'll get the xbox version every time if Nintendo starts doing that, I, I might switch to Nintendo instead and start again from that. So, oh god, same. That's Swagic. a scary thought. Um, yeah, the I was an achievement boy until uh my third red ring console made me like completely sweat off Xbox and get a PS3, and I didn't have the foresight to like remember my Xbox Live login or anything like that. So when I eventually got an Xbox One for Titanfall, I just started a new account. Mm-hmm. So my, my achievements don't feel like they mean much because I had like the was it seriously the gears one the mm. one for getting like 60 billion kills or whatever like i had all that stuff i oh did all God. that pish um and now all my greatest achievements or trophies if you will are on playstation such yeah. as the platinum trophy for the green lantern game a, a red rings a, a red sort of one to take is the worst three dead rings i mean <laughs> what a week i know <laughs> could you sit down uh story number three PDP debuts the first look at the new rock band slash Fortnite festival guitar controller, the Riff Master, it will be called. There'll be two versions of it, one for PS4, PS5, and one for Xbox Series it's and an Xbox awful name. One. 
Yeah, the Rough Master. The Res Master. They call, <laughs> they call me the Res Master General. Um, according to IGN, who's had hands-on with peripheral, 36 hours battery life off, off of one charge, which is not bad. Um, and the guitar can be like folded in half to, to put away. There is no price thus far. Chris, how much is this going to come in at? $89.99. Bro, I can I see that, yeah. I think you are smoking hashish. I think this is 150 <laughs> quid. I think, think this so? is a, yes. PDP's peripherals are extortionate. I think they'll they'll go. The only people that are going to buy this are either rock band four psychos or people that are playing Fortnite festival or you know see if you want to play a guitar hero like game with any music that you could possibly want. I'll just say Google clone hero, right? I, I don't like mentioning it too often, but Google clone here. Or you could you could do it legitimately <laughs> and do what PDP stands for clearly and pay that price when it yeah, comes buy out. Buy a V Bucks and be a uh-huh. good customer. Yeah. yeah, how much is it gonna how much is it gonna cost in V Bucks? Um yeah, I, th- I think I think this is gonna be quite expensive. Um it comes with replaceable faceplates, so the three sixty generation never do. died. Yeah. <laughs> you rip it off and then put a, a wood paneled one on like an Atari. Um the most embarrassing 360 faceplate I had was I had the Final Fantasy 13 one with lightning on it. So it was just mm. um the and I mean these days I would rock that, but when I was what a 15 year old boy, I felt I felt deeply ashamed about having this this pink haired glassy on my Xbox. I know this is this is the this is a fucking Halo 3 console for the lads. It's like nowadays, give me the pinkest controller going, please. Um, but yeah, I will. I'm desperate to to try this out on Rock Band and Fortnite Festival, nothing else. Um, I don't know why this is split into two different configurations, though, because Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't Xbox controllers Bluetooth now anyway? It's not like that weird specific standard that it was for the 360 controllers. They are, but there's something funny about certain peripherals, I think. Mm. Because yeah, the, dongle, the Xbox right? One not need a dongle for Rock Band controllers. There's maybe. something there's something dongly involved. Definitely. Um that for some maybe for licensing reasons or whatever you can't just get full access to because you can get um controllers that are Bluetooth for PC but need to be wired for an Xbox, I believe. Hmm. Um I don't know, like, I can't remember exactly. But yeah, there's something certainly with PlayStation, like the the there's only one uh, wireless third party controller for the PlayStation and it's like costs a bomb and it's got half the functionality missing um so i can understand why that needs a dongle but um i don't know technology remember you used to just plug them in oh <laughs> games didn't need patches or they just the, worked out the packet the, the, the atari 2600 joystick worked in the mega drive and vice oh, versa you could mm. plug a, mic, a mega drive controller into an atari or an amiga or a spectrum and it all worked it all worked no dongles oh uh, back in the day me and Glory Jade were days. born in like 2004. Our first memories were fucking iCarly, so we're not getting we're not yeah. getting any of this stuff. Um, next Club story, Penguin. <laughs> Club Penguin. I was Club a, I was I, I was a I was a Habbo Hotel man. Jade, were I you played like Club... Adventure Quest. I can't remember what it was called. Adventure Ooh. Quest. What? Well, as yeah, in like the like... the the adventure game? No, it was like a really shit turn based RPG. You mm. could play. I wonder if it still exists. Google. The developer of Adventure Quest has listened to this and just drove off the A4. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, it came out in July 21st, 2002. 
Uh, and it looks, it looks pash. It looks, oh, it, looks nice. it looks formative. Sorry, developer. <laughs> he literally oh. just got back in his car. <laughs> Adventure Quest 3D is on Steam, free to play. Oh, oh come my on. god, it's still no. going. Let's Adventure Quest 3D only came out in 2022. We need to get on this. Why are we, why are we not the world's biggest Adventure Quest podcast? There's a lot of content to be mined from this. Yeah, it, oh. it looks, it looks like um the yeah these kind of like deviant art shit like yeah it, it looks like stuff it looks like stuff that would pop up in the sidebar when i'm watching like an illegal stream of a premier league game it's like yeah. come and play the sexy game it's like, mm-hmm. see my early days of online um, escapades were about 98 there was a, a tamagotchi fever website it was called and it had its mm-hmm. own wee chat room um and there was also a yahoo chat um room about beanie babies and as a young troll, that's so yeah. about 14, 15 at this point, I would go into the Beanie Babies Yahoo chat room um, and pretend <laughs> that there was a Scottish Beanie Baby called Braveheart the Horse and all the Americans mm-hmm. would lose their shit trying to nice. get me to buy Braveheart the Horse and send it to them even though it was non-existent. Mm. What was, did you send was, them? I sent them nothing. I sent them Just... nothing but empty dreams. <laughs> human excrement story number four uh like a dragon infinite wealth is the 30th game to earn a coveted famitsu 40 if you're not aware um famitsu claims to have four different people review the same game and um they each score it out of 10 making up the 40 um the 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 game here is i'm going to read you out some famitsu 40s and you two can both tell isn't me. it like resi 6 or something there is some absolute there's some very channels there's a here. very questionable nintendo ds one can't trust game journalists you certainly cannot okay we'll go from we'll go from nintendo the 10 dogs okay i'm gonna not ruin the surprise <laughs> 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 we will do a, a yes or no for for some of these but as to whether we agree or not yeah whether we agree it's a, it's a 40 just give me a yes or no it can be at the same time it can be whenever you want it the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yes. yes. Okay. Soul Calibur. Yes. Yes. The Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. No. Mm, no. Metal it's like a thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, so, some guy was like Zelda, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "The blades need to bleed." Uh, Bayonetta. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Pokemon black and white? No. No. Okay. No. no. I, I, I see you sending me very subtle signals, <laughs> shaking your head like wild. <laughs> Heart gold and soul silver, never talking, but um another another oh god. <laughs> I assume this is the one you're referring to. Pedicarus Uprising. No, I, I was referring to Nintendogs. I, th- I thought that was a, a questionable. Oh bro. G- G- Nintendo's more a more a forty than Kid Icarus Uprising IMO Jade Kid Icarus Uprising yes or no forty out of forty nah no I enjoyed it but it controlled like an anus that, that <laughs> you needed that bloody it. two left hands <laughs> <to play. laughs> that, that extra remember that horrible extra trackpad pro or yeah the, the, extra, the nipple yeah the extra circle pad that attached all the way around the thing just to put one analog give it to on. him for saying oh yeah we know this game controls like hot garbage so it's something to put in your um oh jesus christ if, you, if you're a legend of zelda game or you were created by hideo kojima you've got a free pass to a 40 in famitsu i bet um, mgs4 got a 40 it did um as did mgs5 uh, as did amazingly as did mgs peace walker um 
See, there's a, there's a like, pure rat. like MGS piss taker. There we go. There's a Ghost pure of rat. Tsushima. God, oh really? Ghost of Tsushima is a good game, but not a forty. Come Final on. Fantasy thirteen two. What are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Jade, I want us to go to Japan and go to the Famitsu offices and just stand outside with us list. Final Fantasy thirteen two. Then we thoroughly deconstructed the Famitsu forty. <laughs> Where's FIFA thirteen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he, more interestingly here's a list of games that didn't make it um these are 39s aren't they yeah here's a here's a, your, your close calls Tekken 3 come on that's a bang no, that's game. a 40 um <laughs> kingdom hearts 2 that's like a that's like a fucking 15 out of 40 in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> sorry george um metal gear solid 3 subsistence didn't make it mm. oh that seems like it's not my fab metal gear but like yeah FIFA 12 just didn't make there it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> they love it over there. It's, they're all about winning 11. Yeah, mm. that's true. Um, uh, the Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Elden Ring's a surprising one. I would have put the house mm. on Elden Ring getting a 40. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's surprising it's, 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 that Last of Us 2 scored quite high because they don't... Because see how many of those are Western games? Western yeah. developed? Because uh, it's, it's one of the things the article kind of focused on is that there are like 30 games that got a Famitsu 40, but only six of them also got a 10 in Edge. I think because culturally it's so different that um, there's like one visual novel or something got a Famitsu 40, which obviously nobody in the West would touch more or less. I don't really know, if, if, you're writing, if, you're writing for, if you're writing for Edge, you've got a good chance. Like if it's a visual yeah. novel, a 10 if you ask me. There's a JoJo game here of a 40 by CyberConnect. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Those Attack on Titan games that are basically just replays of the series give them both 80s. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is uh, are you talking about uh, 428 Shibuya Scramble on the That's Wii? The Everybody's favourite? That's the one. That got ported to like, PS4, right? Yeah, I did. But yes, for me, it's so far. One of my favourite scrambles. Yeah. They're just trusting. right next to Screwball. Right up there, <laughs> and your your occasional scramble outside a wedding. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. Like throw coins at, at, at weddings. No, who's got coins? Do they just throw uh, contactless it. cards? That's it. They just throw Nando's black cards or whatever it is. <laughs> what a contemporary reference! <laughs> <laughs> I've not played Infinite Wealth yet, though. A copy is on the way, so Infinite I'll Wealth. get you for Mitsu. Infinite Wealth is a banger. I've well heard it's a banger. In my opinion. Um, Last story because we've got we've got big games to talk about in the second half. Universal has shown off the first images of Super Nintendo World Orlando and their new Epic Universal Epic Universe Resort, which is a bit of a um, mouthful of a name. Uh, yeah. They showed off one of the the new gates coming to that. Um, the there's got five separate themes. It's got your your shite that's in your uh, oh yeah. It's how to train your dragon, the island of Berk, which is that the that- same thing. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, isn't the, the insult Berk like yeah. rhyming slang for Barkley Hunt, aka like so what what are we doing here on the on the <laughs> on the island of Berk? Serving it's different Berk over there. It's yeah. Time. The island of Fanny. Um Celestial <laughs> oh Park, which I have no idea about. Dark Universe, the Dark Universe is back, baby. Come on. <laughs> So they're just excited. reusing all of those assets they could make films <laughs> yeah. on like which i kind of respect like we've oh, got a hundred thousand t-shirts here we need to get the dark universe <laughs> going again we put um, tom cruise in kojima scanner we need to do something with it. <laughs> <laughs> um 
the fourth of the five will be another harry potter park however the the most ridiculous thing about this is like i read the announcement and it was like it's based on the ministry of magic and i was like okay that makes sense that's like an iconic thing for the series and wizarding paris and i was like what when did they go to wizarding paris it's from the fantastic beasts films no one saw those. Oh, no, 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 no. Those, those showstoppers. All, all two people that went to the, the midnight screening of the Fantastic Beast trilogy were like, oh, f- Wizarding Paris. We, we, it's so exciting. Oh, mate, finally. <laughs> yeah. my, my, my wife took me to see that. Like, she took me to see some Twilight films and then she took me to see Fantastic Beasts. This is a man who's never read a Harry Potter book or seen a never Harry read. Potter film. <laughs> really? Um, I'm a gamer. And. and I have never been so confused in my life just yeah. sitting watching this shite. I, so I saw I, the I, first Fantastic Beasts yeah. in uni. I might have been high at the time. Yeah. <laughs> For my sins, I have now seen all of them. The third one, I can't even remember what happens in it. Was the there second a third one? Uh-huh. They, yeah. There was meant to be five. They made three and they were like, lads, that's enough. That'll do we, it. Isn't Mads Mikkelsen like Wizard Hitler or something? Yeah, pretty much. Because originally it was Colin Firth or Farrell, which is which is the colin first barrel Farrell. that's yeah it was colin Farrell. then it was johnny depp great choice and then it was mads mickelson um but the yeah they, were, they planned out to make five and it would get to like harry potter either and then after the third one they were like yeah, mate, Rowling is cannot much. write a script for toffee like hogwarts legacy is bringing in the big block shut this down <laughs> yeah i know it's like we don't need to bother with this pish um yeah the the fantastic beasts franchise where they were like See that big snake that Voldemort had that everyone was like, that's cool, that's just a big snake. It was actually a Korean woman. She was an animagus. She was a Korean woman that was uh, cursed to be a snake. And then someone asked uh, JKR about this and she was like, I've had this idea for 19 years. Someone made a he great joke. He doesn't know what career is. <laughs> someone made a great joke that when she was sitting in that cafe in Edinburgh, all she wrote down was, little boy wizard who goes to a magic school the snake is a korean lady that's it those were the first just the two lines on a napkin she thought this is it <laughs> jackpot um it's good that cafe burned down and um, the the super mario oh, did it wicked yeah, <laughs> the, the, the super mario uh super nintendo world will presumably incorporate like the the donkey kong stuff that's going on in japan like Mm. how banging does it need to be chris for you mr anti-flying to be like right fame like we're gone this is the year we do our big uh universal trip i would go to to be honest it's not so much the flying just now that would put me off as just the idea of taking what would next year be a six-year-old um Mm. to universal for like because if you're going to to universal you do disney as well you need to do this as well you're talking a two and a half three week holiday we have to do everything all the parks now so I just I just don't think she'd have the stamina for it. So it's it's something I would definitely do, but maybe when she's like ten or something and, and she can remember it better. But because that's one you do once and then don't do it again um, until she's like forty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm I'm up for it. I'm 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 not as anti flying as I was that 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 trip to Japan took it out of me. I think a bit. Um, but I would still need a bloody good reason to do it. Um, but I'm I'm partly over it now, so I, I would definitely go back. Yeah, I'd definitely go to this um, if there's a reason for it. Did you beat the end of the Nintendo parks? I went to the LA one and famously thought it was pish. No, I was in LA like October of 2022 when they were just finishing it. So we could mm. like peek over the fence and have a look. But I've never been. Like Next yeah. time I go to LA, I'll probably try. Or, Full of Amish people. I don't know if that's a feature, but it's certainly based on my experience, absolutely hoaching with Amish people. 
Did um, they just have like a day out at the time you were there? Or I mean, see, it might be in Rumspringer. Is that what that is? That's a concept I only know for American TV programs, so that might not even be real. But um, they were all kicking about um, very polite people. But well, I know it's going to cost me like money. 500 quid to do everything there. So it's yeah. yeah. So the I went when I was there for that, that Jedi trip um, and I was you could buy like a half day or a month because the, the the hollywood park's tiny it's like really really small no it's so. not very big it's mainly yeah. escalators yeah <laughs> it's, it's like okay there's hogwarts springfield doing there's nintendo and that's it have fun um so you can do that dead quickly obviously disney is like the size of a small like nation state and in anaheim so it's yeah. proper out of the way mm. yeah um but yes uh, after the break after we come back we have lots of games to talk about including, oh no, I can't talk about that until next week. We preview, we'll talk about something else next week, but we'll see you in a minute. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. I've done a lot of chatting, so I want you two to chat. Last weekend was the great, no, it wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble. That was another one. It was the Royal Rumble. It was uh, a Royal Rumble. It was a Royal Rumble. It certainly wasn't, wasn't the greatest. It didn't have 40 no. people. It wasn't in Saudi Arabia. So no. It was the greatest. Um, and, and it also wasn't very good. Except for the, no. the, the, I thought the Rumbles woman, the, the women's Rumble was great. Yeah, yeah. me too. I uh, thought that was better than the men's one this year. Definitely. Yeah. The the Well, apologies for the wrestling. In fact, no apologies. Yeah, we're about, no, to, talk about, we're about to talk about wrestling games. So to be fair, if yeah, you're not ha- in wrestling... wrestling then you're, you're going to be who you want to be yeah exactly yeah um, um yeah. yeah the the women's match was good i thought uh, jade cargill got a good showing That's oh a good she cleaned her. her house um yeah the men's one was really disjointed it was just like there was it only it was really picked bitty, up like, like when cody rhodes came in i think yeah beyond that it was like they were struggling to tell stories they basically made an art like the women's one you, you genuinely couldn't really tell who was going to who was going to get it but the men's one made a mistake by having like an 18 minute promo two weeks before <laughs> in which cody rhodes and cm punk blatantly made it clear they were going to be the last two in the ring yeah and then it was just yeah. like essentially waiting an hour for for the, them to be the only two left and then which of the two is going to win it yeah because in person there they did like an announcement on the loudspeaker going only one person has won back-to-back rumbles and it was stone cold could cody rhodes do it and i was like well cody's gonna win then i knew he was going to win it when the, the rock did an interview on espn or something and they were talking about him fighting roman reigns and he made a comment about how oh, you need to build these things slowly so i was like, well he's not going to be at this wrestlemania then if they're going to no. do the rock, rock versus roman it's going to be next they won't need a title for that like i think yeah cody rhodes will finish his story yeah at this mania and then the rock will come in because he's not doing any movies anymore because black adam was shite so it's kind of like <laughs> sorry the hierarchy of the dc cinematic universe is about to change with the release of black adam jade and yeah. I, I think you'd do well to remember that frankly um, <laughs> but more importantly than that um jade you were there you were live and in person you were in living color at the the greatest royal rumble um it was 
you weren't just there on a jolly, you were there to play WWE 2K24. Subsequently, uh, Popper, Chris Scullion, has also played WWE 2K24. So, Jade, you kick us off. What do you think of 2K24 and what did you get to play? What were, the, what were the options? What kind of matches are we talking here? So, we played about three, four hours. We were kind of let loose onto the game, well, a certain build of the game while we like did interviews and all of this other stuff. But we played a build which included the ambulance match and the backstage brawl. Nice. And then just a few generic match types, really, with a couple of like new members of the roster and so on. But yeah, it was, as you'd expect from like now the back to annual releases, it does feel like iterative rather than innovative. It's like, oh, we're nip and tucking, we're adding a few new match types and we're updating the roster and all of that stuff. Mm. But given that last year's game was like relatively strong for what these games are and have been for a long time yeah i was like oh yeah they're updating the right things they're not overextending and they're having fun with it and i think when they had that break in when i think it was 2k20 which was absolute dog Mm. and then they took a year off (laughs) yeah it was absolute dog (laughs) yeah that's like what they called it in person while i was over there but (laughs) they realized that these games don't need to be complicated or realistic they just need to be fun and silly and and true to the sport as it were. And yeah, I think my impressions coming away from that was it doesn't change the game or do anything especially compelling, really, but they're just improving on it gradually. Like the ambulance mm. match is great. It's a good gimmick. The backstage brawl is surprisingly interactive with some of the environments you play around with. Like there's an elevator I could just throw Seth Rollins in, run up to the top, and then just chuck him off the banister, which was like mm. 20 feet. So he should be dead. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. Oh, is it the same uh, backstage area from last year's game? Do we know, or have they changed that up? Or is it the same is, kind of structure, Chris? Yeah, it's the same one, but they've they've added to it. So like they mm. they've added a lift. You know, but you know, before you to go up the ladder and take them up the ladder, if you wanted to throw them into that big weird fan yeah. thing, yeah. um, there's now a lift just behind that that you can go into an elevator for any Americans listening. Uh-huh. Um, so you could theoretically, <laughs> um, put someone on their ass on the floor level then go up in the lift and jump on them if, if you were quick enough, theoretically. I see. Um, but yeah, but by and large, it's, it's a similar area. Uh, there's new kind of breakable glass in some places. Yeah. Um, you can throw weapons, which is something. Oh, it's nice. so good. It's so fun. And <laughs> it's it, like it, it feels man. It just exactly. locks on. <laughs> it feels like it did back in, is it No Mercy that it had the, the weapon thrown like back in yeah. the day? It feels a lot like that. You can just, you can stand and just like, it, it, the, the accuracy is incredible. Um, I was only playing the CPU, so I, I couldn't tell how easy it is to dodge that or block it or even grab it out there. So I hope it tracks you. It's going to be interesting to see it how annoying that becomes. Yeah, I, I think it does. But hopefully there's a button we can press to just kind of grab it out there because mm. that would be even better. Oh, that'd be uh, great. That'd be amazing. Um, like I, the, like that clip of Hitman when he threw like a, a hammer and the guy walks around the corner and the hammer just like follows him around. That's, that's <laughs> all I want. I deliberately got a shovel, ran up to the entrance way and left someone at the other side of the ring and I just chucked it and it almost like had a mind of its own and <laughs> nice. just twatted them with the head and I thought if this is a bug they need to keep it in because <laughs> it's pretty good. I saw a thing saying there's a free camera now, is that true? There is, yeah. Mm. If you're in the Royal Rumble, because I didn't enter first, you can essentially just get a free cam and zoom around the arena and the wrestlers, which mm. is ridiculous, but if you can disable the UI and stuff, that could be good for like photo mode shenanigans because yeah. those... The crowds look like ass in this game, but like <laughs> the big, the big wrestlers and stuff, like it looks, it, it's on par with like the 
NBA 2K games. Like it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Chris, how did you find it? I liked it. Um, like Jade says, it's it's very much. I was, I was surprised. Um, Ric Flair wasn't in this build because it is very much an evolution. Yeah, I mean, uh, evolution. That joke didn't woo me personally. Oh, good. That's all right. Like he says that, didn't he? Um, the <laughs> I thought it was quite good. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I, I'm very much a fan of 2K23. Um, mm. So again, I was hoping they didn't. You, you know what these games are like. You're always going to get an online community. Many of whom are probably going to be listening to this or watching the subsequent video I'm going to make. Um, 2K, you, you're always going to have a community saying, fix the game, the game is terrible. And then not really explaining why. Um, so you, there, there will always be haters when 2K24 comes out. But... Um, if it's anything like what I played, I probably won't be one of them. I, I, I've enjoyed what I played. But I thought the ambulance match, even though at its core, the ambulance match is pretty basic. Um, mm. I just got a kick out of something different for once. Um, being able to literally power bomb a guy into the ambulance. Um, and then it, it's basically a case that you close the doors and it's two button bashing mini games. They close one door and then the other door and, and that's it. That's how you win. So in that sense, it's pretty basic. Um, it's not any different really from a submission match except that this the processing it's starting the button bashing is just more complicated um but just stuff like being able to throw you can both climb to the top of the ambulance you can throw someone off the ambulance which i thought was quite the the ambulance is like comically large like i think larger larger than ambulances probably should be um it's like the sort of ambulance you would send to like if if there's a crush at a, a at a, a festival. <laughs> like, it's it's, you, it's you one multiple. of those one of those like Rose Ed ambulances like yeah, from yeah. a WWE what, event. You need to what? be able to see it. One of those ambulances oh, they that, that can take like 30 people. Well. Yeah, exactly. So we that that's thing because there's casket matches we didn't get to try that mm. in our build. No. Um the showcase was was in there. Did you get the showcase the showcase mode, Jade? Yeah, I matches. played I think I played Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley and Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns from last year's WrestleMania yeah. where he lost. And I, I think Showcase is really cool in regards to like a production standpoint. Like it's very like lavishly produced documentaries and it's cool the way it blends yeah. real life footage with the game. But I also think it kind of pigeonholes you as a wrestling game because it's like do these very specific things yeah. or we'll punish you for it or you won't get anything, yeah. which that's still there and it sucks. But it's cool. As like a wrestling fan, it's fun to revisit those stories and see yeah wwe pay them the respect that you think they should instead of just like treating everything as a joke but that seems largely unchanged except this year it's doing 40 years of wrestlemania so it's just gonna span across four decades because the three matches in it were were the two you said rhea and charlotte um cody and roman and then like the ultimate warrior versus rick rude from like wrestlemania 5 which was quite weird a classic but but, but because you always play as a winner you have to be rick rude um and, oh. and be up the the warrior, which I thought was quite interesting. But um, but yeah, Jay's right. The, 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 it's very much the same as it has been in in other years. It's like do this move, then this move, then this move until it triggers a cutscene, um, and then it does that slingshot tech. They, they they've started perfecting where it switches to live action for a wee bit. Although this time, um, Corey Graves is coming like commentating over it, so it's not just kind of a blank like just sitting watching like random footage. Um, Corey Graves comes in and says he tried to attack her with a with a clothesline, but this happened. <laughs> like, okay, thanks, Corey. We've got eyes, mate. Um, but but, <laughs> so, but it was, but yeah, it's it's one of those moves you'll you'll play. It's one of those modes you'll play through at once to unlock all the unlockables, um, and then probably never touch it again. But it's a yeah. nice we kind of memory lane 
situation for the five or six hours it'll probably take to get through it. Um, but yeah, it was nice. They, they, I, I, I'm just generally happy with it. They, they, I'd like to see more of the wrestlers' likenesses because I don't know if it was just the, P, the particular PC build I was playing. I think some of them looked a wee bit off. Um, the sweat was really they're, they're really sweaty now for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if that <laughs> just roasting. There's just absolutely the, 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 those arenas can can get <laughs> uh, quite temperate. Um, but I, I I don't know if that that was one of the reasons. But I don't know. Just some of the likenesses looked a tiny wee bit off, and I'd like to. I'd like to have it sitting side by side with 2K23 so I can see if it's not just in my head um, or if they actually genuinely have changed at quite a degree. But um, but so far, so good, I think. I'm, I'm curious to see what... My faction's the one I want to see more of because my faction is my favourite and also most hated mode in 2K23 because the amount of... It's not even nickel and diamond. It's like $30 and $40 in you. <laughs> it's incredible the prices in that mode um so i, I want to see how they handle that because so far the, the idea is sound but they've handled the microtransactions horribly even for 2k um so I'm, I'm curious to see that in the final build but so far I'm, I'm happy with how it plays at least they've not messed about with it too much here's a question though for both of you if you're going to do a four years of wrestlemania match uh, mode Bear in mind who they have the rights to. What are the what are the must have matches? Because the the when I think of the must have WrestleMania match, they literally cannot do it because they don't have the Hardys and they don't have Edge and Christian. So it's mm. it's a bit strange. John Michaels versus the Undertaker. Like well, yeah, yeah, that's two of them knocked out. You've got um, to yeah. have. Sorry, good. Not being able to do those ladder matches is a big one. Those yeah. are so iconic. You've got to have the gimmick battle royale. Oh yeah, um, gonna go license the, all the, those the, guys. The one, the one that the Iron Sheik one because he literally didn't have the knees to go over the top ropes. Yeah, <laughs> so um, that John Cena versus a Big Show. That would be a good showcase. Maybe. You won't get him. Paul White's uh, and and oh, he's an AW. Yeah. yeah, he's currently oh, on right. the Jerry Cruise. They're all um, locked, so we couldn't see what they were putting in. So yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Like no, no Jericho, so you don't get um, any no, no Jericho, no Vince McMahon. If there's any justice. Ooh. Yeah, they um, probably had him and went, "Oh, know, fuck. Quick, 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 patch him out." Yeah, you'll, you'll just get you'll just get a character just called Da Boss. <laughs> just like it's, it's like when guy. they did the it's like when they did the Stone Cold Shawn Michaels match the year they didn't have Tyson's likeness, so it was just some mm. random Asian man in a DX t shirt pretending yeah. to be Mike Tyson. They just that called him horrendous. the Enforcer. It was like, come on now, that was horrendous. Um, why don't they do, do a lot of modern matches then? I bet they do. I bet they pack it, it look, with modern It looks stuff. like it's hard to tell in the showcase what, what's in it because obviously they, they only give you three matches. But from what I can glean just by by kind of looking at the menus a bit, and it seems like it's mainly a lot of modern ones. It, feel, it looks like it goes, and this is guesswork because like I said, the only matches we know for certain are the three we played. I'm just guessing here. But it looks like it might be a few from the first five years then it skips ahead to like the yeah. middle, like the twenties, thirties, and then skips to the end. That's that's the impression I get with maybe one or two in between. So yeah, it I looks like it goes early, in... middle, late. Undertaker's last match of Reigns. Well, last match. Yeah, you could you could sit and work it out because it'll be it'll be Hogan and Andre because Hogan's in that trailer. Yeah. It'll be uh, the the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels match. It'll be Bret Hart Steve Austin. It'll be Shawn. It'll be uh, Michael Steve Austin. Then it'll get to the actual era where they don't have the rights to anyone, and it'll be the weirdest matches you've ever seen. They'll pick. It'll be like, yeah. um, it'll be. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> who was it? Kane versus Raven versus who? 
And oh, the that, hardcore match. And the hardcore match where yeah. they nearly took God, the, I'm such a nerd. They nearly <laughs> ran over the the master power cable that would have taken power no, out of the whole did. stadium. Um I can't that's the thing. If, if they had any if they had any balls about them, they would give us Bart Gun versus Butterbean in yeah. the Brawl for All. In the Brawl for All. Um, Come on, no. I'd be I'd be well up for that, but um, but they won't. The Spectre at the Feast is um, he probably won't be in the the, the the main roster, but do you imagine CM Punk's DLC? Got to be. Yeah. yeah. Got to be, 100%. If they, could, if they manage to get The Fiend in, not The Fiend, um, Cap, he's not Captain Howdy, is it? What was he called? Mr. Uncle Howdy. Jo- Johnny Howdy? Captain Howdy was The Exorcist. It's, um, it's some Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy, yeah. So that's it, Bray Wyatt's mate. If they manage to get Uncle Howdy in, and he was pretty new when they announced the game, then they'll be able to fit CM Punk in as one of the dlc things because they're doing stardust as dlc which is like yeah cody rhodes's old persona so they're clearly leaning on that nostalgia and stuff yeah they did with the last one like they'll get they'll give cm punk his own dlc back yeah Yeah, i imagine the i imagine the night of survivor series the next morning they were like right u5 just go and do this now Mm because this is like make a model of punk yeah do it his whole moveset has been in the games for like 15 years at this point so like my my dream eventually is for this for them just to bring out WWE 2K if it just to be an ongoing game because yeah. there's the, 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 this my faction stuff redoing it every year isn't going to work and um just every time a wrestler comes out with a new t-shirt which they do every 20 minutes give us it within a week and even if it's like a season thing where oh if you do x number of things you unlock the shirt or not that I would like this but two quid unlocks the shirt or whatever like make it a constantly evolving game uh, because that's the one problem with these WWE games is that the lead times are so ridiculous that by the time a game comes out, it's already four months out of date. Um, yeah. Whereas if if you are updating it on like a fortnightly or a monthly basis with all the new content that has just happened in the actual show, and just make that a permanently occurring, people will buy season passes and people will, that that thing will make money like permanently. But mm. I don't know. That seems like a long way away. It doesn't seem like two care. I think that's the future of games, but maybe not. Not yet. Mm. Um, preview on the gamer, Jade. Yes, that'll be going up with a couple of other little bits and some videos of matches and me being getting my ass kicked. Mm. On. Did you get to meet any wrestlers? Yeah, I met Rhea Ripley, Cody Rhodes, oh, Ricochet, and a me. few others. I met Ricochet in the Cat House in Glasgow after an ICW show. Um, where <laughs> I was, I had a Bullet Club t-shirt on. I was very Steven. I just went up to him. I was like, ah, I oh, and Omos. Me. That's a tool bloke. <laughs> Like, oh my god. Mm. Omos has a burgeoning TikTok career where he just talks about what aftershave he's wearing that day. It's great. He does like a full on millennial pause. He's like, hello, and today I'm going to be wearing this aftershave. <laughs> it's very fruity and delicious. Mm, fair play, Omos. Uh, Chris, you get to meet any wrestlers when you were down in London? Not, not this time, no. The only mm. two times I met wrestlers as part of, uh, oh, three times. I met the Bella Twins once for a photo shoot thing. I met Val Venus once. I don't know if I told I think I've told this story before. At, uh, um london house show uh mm. they, they 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 put us in the vip area and val they picked picked a wrestler who was like below mid-tier to come out this is val venus near the end of his career came in he was a really nice guy blah, blah, blah. and mm. I said, as he left i said well good luck tonight mate he says nah i'm losing <laughs> 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 and the only other one i interviewed, I interviewed mr kennedy when he was mr kennedy, oh, and, like, mr. kennedy and yeah. the interview was like talk, asking about the wellness policy and all that and he says yeah we're like we would never take drugs and all and like two weeks later he was out like for for, for drugs and it's like yeah. oh, mate couldn't That's- trust you mate 
Mr. Yeah. Smackbag himself. Um, I found out that Cody Rhodes has never played a Final Fantasy game. What well, a fake nerd. Because right? well, he's Mr. Zelda for the longest uh, time, isn't he? He yeah, had yeah, it on his, his tights and everything. Gave us that iconic clipper, Stone Cold, saying uh, Ocarina of Time is better than Breath of the Wild or whatever. <laughs> um, I have met, I met a couple of wrestlers. I met I met the original Sin Cara. Uh, he didn't speak much. Um, masked? I, yeah, masked. Um, masked with a polo shirt on. So it's just a picture mm. of me and him, and he's getting at that, and I'm like... Um, <laughs> I met AJ Lee, and I met CM Punk, both at the same thing. This was pre-them shagging, I assume. Um, but I'd like to think that I, I made that spark. I made that yeah. connection. Um, my favorite was actually very nice, but I assume that was because I was the first person in the queue to meet him, and he, he hadn't been like batten, uh, beaten down by the the, the 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 feeling of meeting all these sweaties. My favorite celebrity encounter. <laughs> just it, it, it just it, it to me it highlights the the friendliness of the of the Glaswegian people. It was at, uh one of these kind of comic cons in in Glasgow at the SECC, but this is like late 90s so i think it was just called memorabilia at the time it was his pre mcm expo um and went to the toilet at one point and there was kenny baker um of mm. r2d2 fame being sick into a bin <laughs> 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 and just as i was walking out somebody walked over to him and just said are you all right wee man <laughs> <laughs> And that was like that might have been one of the great i wasn't even involved in it but it's still one of the greatest moments of my life mm. i tangentially to that i went to a signing for john morrison at a1 comics in brayhead and like everyone had queued up and then he came out and did his pose and nobody fucking clapped <laughs> <laughs> everyone was like yeah john and then he walked out to the queue and did it again and everyone clapped <laughs> so fucking embarrassing um i also met the miz and our truth when they were the awesome truth that was a mm. I met Kane and Daniel Bryan when they were a tag team as well. I used to go to all the, the wrestling signings in Glasgow. Um, I went mental once though because I waited at Smith's at the Forge in Glasgow for about eight hours to meet Seamus. And then when he turned up, this random family, look, I don't care if they had a sick child, they didn't wait, got to skip the queue and go first. Ah, uh, fuck off. I know. Uh, I, was, this poor. I was absolutely devastated. Um, but yes, uh, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Uh, very briefly before we go, we'll have more on this next week because this is hot off the press as we talk about this suicide squad kill the justice league um i've had the review code for about three weeks now uh, i've been playing it every night because uh, <laughs> people believe you <laughs> i'm deep into the end game yeah li- back. i literally i'm deep into the end game but it's only because i've been absolutely knocking my pan in playing it um the the game came out on monday night for people that bought the 100 quid version thankfully i had very bad insomnia so i was up till 9 a.m playing it um i've now completed it I really like it. I've talked about Jordan games a lot in the past. Your Borderlands 2s, your Tom Clancy's The Division 2s. It's a lot of kind of mindless shooting while numbers fly off of shit. All that stuff's fabulous. Um, the story, which I kind of discounted beforehand, I was like, I never really thought about, but the Rocksteady DC stories are great. And this is another great Rocksteady DC story. Like, it brings all the Arkham stuff to a good close, despite what little fucking children on the internet have been crying about. Like, it's a game called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Did, did the Justice League die? Lads, the Justice League die. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry kill- to break this to you. Um but the Justice League cark it and the way they do it is is is, is really smart. It's, it's fu- like the ones that don't deserve any reverence don't get any, and the ones like 
the Batman, for example, who you've spent all these games with, they take it seriously because it is an Arkham game. Um, the way they integrate Superman and all that is really smart in the sense that they don't start off and go, so he's the man of steel, he's for Krypton, he's, he, he came over here, he, his mum and dad, they're just like, you know who all these characters are, let's just go on with it. Yeah, let's pretend you know that, Superman is. Yeah, let's pretend we've had games in the middle here that established all these. Imagine what they were about. That's fine. These are who these characters are now. And all that stuff's really well done. Um, the stuff I don't like that I highlighted in the review, which is on VGC, all the missions feel like really small instances of stuff that have to be doable anywhere on the map. So mm. enemies will just pop up in wee encampments with like batteries that you need to destroy. You do that and it finishes the mission. So you can be anywhere on the map and that could happen to you in like a live season kind of content thing. There are a few main missions. Like there's one where you go through like uh kind of a batman experience that's like a museum for batman but evil batman has turned it into like a, a jump scare house and that's oh, really good in a trailer yeah I yeah that stuff's cool but there's not many of those which is quite disappointing because i feel like you could get away with loads of that stuff um but yeah I, I, I really like it i mean it's super one of my games and it won't, it won't do things for a lot of people but it's not this like it's not this live service like suicide note for rocksteady that people were kind of prescribing for it um jade you said you were you were keen but not 50 quid keen yeah i think so i think it's but hearing you makes me a bit more curious because i know i'd be more interested in the narrative and the character side as opposed to collecting all of the loot and stuff like that but as someone who was really invested in that arkham trilogy i probably liked arkham knight more than a lot of other people did it is something i want to play mostly out of curiosity yeah how is what character do you go with in the end are they harley it, 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 treat it like a harley single player sequel and it's okay. like it's it seems very geared to be like harley as the main character because she gets all the big emotional beats i mean she's the th- she is the through line she is and she was the the kind of secondary yeah, main character to the because it's the same version from the arkham games so like yeah. people will be clinging to that she's dealing with the post joker stuff like there's a bit where you go into the Batman museum and it's like him holding the Joker from the end of the night and they talk about that. It's like, it's really, really good. It's got tons of stuff. This, this is where the li- the part of it being a live service falls down and I'm glad I can play it in single player because you, you want to walk around that museum and look at everything and listen to yeah. everything while your pals are going like, yeah, I got a chicken tikka masala for my dinner tonight. It was shite. It took two hours to come. And in the meantime, like Kevin Cornroy is like giving it socks, God rest him. Um, oh God, yeah. But yeah i'm i'm enjoying it chris were you into the you, why do i feel like is the arkham games on your backlog or something like why do i feel like and everyone else is so it might as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yes all three arkham games are there's three arkham Wait, games well, are, are, there, are, there's are, four but three yeah, ones. we don't count origins yeah, three three real ones are on, are on my are on my backlog um should i do those first before suicide squad or can oh I yeah yeah do, do, do those do do them first and you'll get a lot more out of suicide squad like i feel like it doesn't fall apart but it's a weaker experience if you're not mm-hmm. for especially from a story perspective if you're not kind of into the arkham stuff and you don't kind of get the tone of uh where things were going because i was i was surprised how easily they fit meta humans into it because the arkham games are all just batman stuff so it's pretty grounded but yeah the, the way they're written it's like oh yeah they, they could totally exist in the arkham universe uh deborah wilson's in it as amanda waller She's great. She's great. In oh yeah, she's good in everything, isn't she? Yeah. Also, it looks mental. It's no, like one the, of the, the best looking games ever. Like it's so crazy. There's a bit in it where you're like doing like a selfie video, and I was like, 
are those like actors in makeup like and i was i was like oh maybe i'm just super tired and then uh dashwood friend of the show messaged me being like is this like one of the best game looking games ever i was like yes it's the facial capture stuff is mad mad um but yeah cool game there'll be more on it next week uh when i've digested the the end game content i'll talk i want to talk about the end game content next week because the way they do it's um it's really smart but it's also a bit of a spoiler so we'll talk about that um next week uh very briefly what have we got what have we got going on this week folks jade you're gonna you you l are you off or are you good I'm, I'm ill at the moment. I, I was kind enough to drop in for the podcast, but we've got WWE 2K24 stuff going up mm. tomorrow. Then a few more bits on Persona 3 Reload review went out this week too. Oh, did you then, did you review it for for Das Gamer? Yes, I did. What do you think of it? I've 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 only had time to play a wee touch of it. I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm not like a big Persona 3 zealot. So how how is it? Uh, I gave it four out of five, and Persona Three was my first big game in that series. I think mm-hmm. so. I think I went into this with a lot of like nostalgia and built-in criticism about how it was going to adapt this game in the model of Persona Five, and I think it does a really good job with like the battle system and updating the characters so they aren't as like I don't know, like gross and anime and fan servicey. Like <laughs> I feel like the writing is stronger, the social links are better. And it does look great. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, the menus are incredible. Like, the use of color is so impressive. I think it's like 4K and ray traced on console, which is like kind of crazy for that kind of game. But also, I feel like it tries too hard to mimic the style and the presentation of something like Persona Five instead of leaning into like the gothic melancholy of the original Persona Three. Mm. It, it is that game quite faithfully in. The majority of ways but you are pulled out of it sometimes because they're trying to instead of going their own way they're like oh this needs to fall in line with what persona 5 was and like the homogenization of like that series and what it's become means that the reload let me down in a few ways but that doesn't stop it from being like a really strong rpg good um i, I, I will get to that if i forget but for break i've got it on deck as well so um, it seems like a good deck game. yeah is is the trip deck game going forward um chris wwe coverage from you this week yeah by the time you hear this um there'll be a written preview up um a video montage thing uh i've just kind of shown various match types and then i'll put a full ambulance match up um well being very careful not to include the theme music at the start because good old youtube might <laughs> undo, undo all the hard work um why don't um, we just voice over the themes like that yeah, we just cover it well it's randy orton so he's, he's, everyone has a ah, your voice exactly. is in my yeah. hair yeah, just hey, to, and, to... and the other one's like la night so you can just go every two minutes yeah. and job done um oh mate see when i went to the fucking house show in glasgow walking out of that i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna commit an atrocity here because everybody was just going yeah 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 <laughs> any excuse yeah. um but no i i i um yeah so there'll be that other than that i don't have a lot on my deck in terms of reviews so like the alone in the dark keeps <laughs> every time i care about alone in the dark like it just keeps getting pushed back so like i'll, I'll look out for that in 2028 um rebirths in less than a month do you? yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I'm taking it easy until rebirth darkens my door 
Yeah, that's it. And I started my PlayStation encyclopedia, but more on that in two years' time. Okay. When, when it's done. <laughs> on the 150th episode of this podcast. Um, we're actually, we're coming up for a year of this podcast very soon, if you, if you can believe it. Feels like um, four. Yeah, I know. And the lawsuit literally can't get any bigger. So on that, let us go <laughs> home. Uh, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or whatever you want. And if you send me a screenshot, there's a chance you'll get a game code. I'm running lower. I've, I've given away most of them, but I always get sent shite. So um, send that to at Jordan Midler <laughs> on Twitter. Um, it's not shite. It's not shite qualitatively. It's shite quantitatively. And a Scottish person, you'll understand that as... Uh, mm. Um, questions comments and concerns to podcast at videogameschronicle.com oh someone sent in an email about someone trying to trade in games to game but they were covered in human shite which i forgot to pull but we will, that's a teaser for next week we'll read that next week because i mean come oh, on we'll, now. We'll, we'll, we'll all be back now <laughs> to, to hear that one um check out uh gaming gambit clothing vgc at check out for i can't remember how much percent off 100 percent off you just get it free if you put the code vgc that's not true don't sue me um you can follow me on twitter at jordan medler you can follow chris at scully 1888 you can follow jade at kona yma6 because she is a big pop punk nerd we'd like to thank grant grant cork hope (laughs) i have lost the ability to speak we'd like to thank the great grant cork hope for the vgc podcast theme song one of these days will actually pay him for it say goodbye jade see you later everyone say goodbye chris goodbye chris and we'll see you next (laughs) week vgc a video games podcast is a stack production and part of the acast creative network